This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. is upon us here. The NFL season rolls on. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. Here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. 8 to 9, 312-332-3776. If you want to get in, I always recommend go ahead and dial us up early so that I have a chance to get to your phone call because as the show progresses, it becomes more and more difficult to get through as you would expect. All right, at Jeff underscore Meller as well on Twitter. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Let's get things going. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Meller gets it going with first and ten. All right, here we go. First and foremost, probably the most important thing that has hit the fantasy football world over the last I'd say the last 12 hours or so is what's taking up all the headlines around the league and that of course is the storyline the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady heading back to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots and what we have here is a pretty big blow to Tom Brady's weapons the clock at one. Brady blitz is coming, sees it, goes the other way. He's got a catch, it's Gronk, and he's in for the touchdown. All right, so Rob Gronkowski, we got word yesterday afternoon, maybe late last night, Trying, I don't know the timeline exactly, but it's irrelevant. Gronk did not make the trip to New England, and so he will not be on hand to help or watch Tom Brady break the all-time passing yards tonight. And he does indeed have two fractured ribs that are expected to sideline him for weeks pretty big blow you know already you cannot start him so the question becomes where do you turn to plenty of tight end options out there got someone like uh, Dalton Schultz who probably was snagged if your waivers ran but if you're in a more shallow league it's possible he is still out there Dawson Knox in that Buffalo Bills passing offense is a decent alternative to turn to with Josh Allen flinging him the pill and I'd even mention someone like you know If you're really desperate, if it's a deep, deep league, someone like O.J. Howard, who we know has an immense amount of talent and a lot of skills, could be somebody who's next in line to see a big, big bump in numbers now that Gronk is going to be gone for a couple weeks. So those are some of the names that I would consider right now if you are a Rob Gronkowski owner and have been uh, really reaping the benefits of his good start so far this year. All right. Now, in Tennessee... We've got a mess on our hands with the wide receiver situation. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are both going to be out today, which means that we're all going to have to learn this man's name. Tannehill. There's Westbrook Aquina at the five. Touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Nick Westbrook Aquina. Nick Westbrook Aquina. There you go. He is likely to see the biggest production bump now that Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are both going to be out this week. Westbrook Aquina, uh, the Indiana alum, if you're 
in a deeper league again. I, I'm not starting him this week, but I think he's certainly worth adding because we're going to have to monitor the hamstring injuries of both A.J. Brown and Julio Jones all year, and somebody in that offense is likely to be productive. Westbrook Aquina, with the size that he brings, is probably the most likely. He was pretty solid last week. Four catches, 53 yards, and that touchdown. So he's somebody who is worth, I think, adding in 12 team leagues and deeper because he could have a significant jump and roll for the next couple weeks. So that is the man to turn to if you're a desperate Julio Jones or A.J. Brown owner. And I will say, even though I don't love the idea, if you are hard up for options, I could see myself starting him in the right situation with some uh, depleted options so far this week. Oh, we all do, George Kittle. George Kittle, good news. He was He's going to be listed as questionable due to the calf injury that he's been dealing with, but he returned to practice finally on Friday. And per Adam Schefter, according to a source, he will play. So we already have the you know somewhat definitive news from Adam Schefter that uh, George Kittle will play. And that is big because Kittle, obviously, with a 3 o'clock game, making it a little bit more difficult to turn to some alternatives in case he cannot go but when Schefter, when Schefter tells you you know when he doesn't even say you know it's going to be determined on pregame or it's a game time decision when he comes out and says from his sources that he will play I think that's very encouraging news so I would go ahead and use George Kittle if you are a Kittle owner go Bears. thank you George we all agree on that one another 49er not good news for him Elijah Mitchell he is going to likely miss the game He actually, I'm sorry, he will be out according to Schefter. So he's going to be listed as questionable, but that is somebody who you're not going to be able to rely on. Not that you necessarily would even be considering it at this point, which means Trey Sermon, maybe Kyle Juszczyk will be the two running backs who are likely to see the biggest increase in touches. I can't really recommend using either if I had to. I, I don't know how you could count on what you use check got last week in terms of touches. So if anything, Sermon is the guy who you would probably use, but you don't feel great about that considering that if you watched any of the game last week and you saw that, you know, you went for 31 yards on 10 carries, but you saw there were definitely some issues. Didn't seem like he completely had down the pass blocking options. That's why he wasn't in there much. So Trey Sermon, even though the future hopefully will be bright, right now I cannot recommend using him unless you're in the absolute most desperate situations here. All right, moving on to another issue that some folks out there are dealing with, a Monday night dilemma. This guy's a football player. Of course he is, John Gruden. And that, of course, is Josh Jacobs, who is dealing with what is listed as an ankle injury, but I've also... I also remember in week one, the broadcast talking about turf toe. So whether or not they're messing around with the injury report and being completely forthright, hard to know exactly. But what do you do with Josh Jacobs? Unless you have Peyton Barber, I don't think you can hold out and wait on Josh Jacobs. Unfortunately, he seems like he's going to play. But if you don't have Peyton Barber, I hate the idea of waiting until Monday night and taking that zero and being in a desperate situation. So... And with the nature of the potential of a possible turf toe or even an ankle injury, I'm perfectly fine waiting, seeing him look good on the field before I use him in a situation where I might have to take a zero anyway. So 
For my personal use, I do have Josh Jacobs in one league. I am waiting this week. I'm going to watch him play and make sure that he is completely back before I go ahead and plug him into my lineup. And I and actually in that league, I do have Peyton Barber, but I'm still going to wait and uh, turn to because the problem is even if Josh Jacobs does go out there and starts, sometimes with you know lower leg injuries, I'm a little bit concerned about the re-injury prospect. So for me personally, I'm holding off on Josh Jacobs unless you're completely you know, diluted with your running back options. I'm going to wait on Josh Jacobs there. Roethlisberger, the quarterback, was all hug it, chug it, football all night. Oh, boy. It is a rough watch right now in Pittsburgh. Chase Claypool is out already with a hamstring injury, but the good news is Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster are both going to play today. Unfortunately, Ben Roethlisberger is the man who's throwing them the football, and if you've watched any of the Steelers games so far this season, it really looks like the game has finally passed him by, just not the same player. There was a video last Sunday on 4th, and I don't know if it was more than 10, but it was definitely 4th and 10. I feel like it was 4th and 14, where Ben Roethlisberger completely bailed out and just dumps the ball off to Najee Harris. And if you're a Najee Harris owner, I've been pumping him up all season about his talent and my hope for him to be better. He got you 14 receptions last week, which in a PPR format is phenomenal. But the yardage that came along with it was certainly pedestrian. And the problem was when Ben Roethlisberger is dumping the ball out to Najee Harris on 4th and 14, and basically with no real chance of picking up the first down, you have to wonder what the future holds for the Steelers' passing offense. I'm not very encouraged. So even though Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster are both going to play this week, I would definitely try and stay away from them in, uh, until I see Ben look a little bit more like an actual NFL quarterback because the last three weeks have not been encouraging. Barnage motions to the right. Here's Campbell, first down, looking, throwing. Gordon caught it. He's at the 35-40, 45-50. Here he goes, 35-30. Bye-bye, Gordon. Touchdown. All right. So now you've probably figured out that that's a Josh Gordon highlight. But the key there was to hear the first two names in that highlight. Barnage, that would be Gary. And Campbell, that would be Jason, former Bears backup quarterback Jason Campbell. Which means that that highlight comes from 2013. Eight long years ago, my uh, young producer, Ch- uh, Tyler Aki, probably wasn't uh, even in college yet back when Josh Gordon was actually a fantasy football factor, I have to imagine. Right, Tyler? Were you? Was no, that, that was a, was that was that, a high school. I was gonna, that's yep. what I expected. Yeah, so young Tyler Aki was still in high school back when Josh Gordon was fantasy football relevant. He has, not, by now you know, signed with the Chiefs, which I will say that was the only spot he could have landed where I would have said, okay, I have to actually consider this. So if you were fortunate enough, or again, I don't know if this is going to be fortunate enough because I'm still not completely sold. The problem with Josh Gordon for fantasy football purposes is it is going to be very difficult to ever trust starting him. He's a completely boom or bust player. So when he catches that long touchdown pass, you'll feel good. But part of the reason he was so dynamic back in 2013, the Cleveland Browns, just fed him the ball and let him go crazy. I believe he had a couple of 200-yard games back in that season. He was their only offensive weapon, and so he had a lot of touches. In Kansas City, even though the opportunity for big plays is going to be there, the occasional long touchdown with defenses having to focus so much, of course, on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, 
or Kels. Josh Gordon, I think it's going to be very difficult to ever feel comfortable starting him. So if you're in a deeper league with large starting lineups, then maybe you can consider him in the flex option or if you even, you know, if it's a third or fourth wide receiver that you're starting, okay, I can understand swinging for the fences with him. But he's not playing today. Now, there was some encouraging news from Ian Rappaport that said he has impressed so much that he already may be active next week. So that's good news because as the fantasy football season progresses, I think the real question you have to ask yourself is, at what point will you actually feel comfortable starting Josh Gordon in your lineup? For me, that's going to take a few games of some production before I feel good about using him. So Josh Gordon, if he's available and you have the roster spot and you want to grab him, okay. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have a hard time seeing myself recommending using him until we get to at least week, you know, eight, nine, ten. And at that point, he'll have had to have a couple of good games before I really feel useful um, using him in a fantasy football format. All right, there you go. Those are the 10 most important things you need to be aware of this morning. 312-332-3776, your chance to have your lineup question answered. I'm Jeff Miller. This is the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000.